2020 is closing off with the bang. There are two major astrological events happening here at the end of 2020 back to back. And the energy is so powerful that you may be feeling it already. So what are these astrological events? Well, you're going to have to stick around the full video for more, but I will leave you a hint. It has to do with powerful moon cycles on top of eclipses. In this video, you're going to learn more about these two powerful astrological events happening here at the end of 2020. And then I'm going to share my top five tips on how to work with this powerful energy so that you can make major shifts in your life and get ready for 2021. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. All right, on to part one of the video, what these two astrological events are. <laughs> okay, so let me see if I can get my head straight around these two astrological events. They're really powerful. They're happening back to back within two weeks of each other. The first one is a full moon lunar eclipse happening in Gemini on November 30th. And then the second one is a new moon solar eclipse happening in Sagittarius on December 14th. <laughs> this is just incredible. So these two powerful events, they're happening back to back. They're happening at the end of 2020. And if you've been watching my videos, you know that I've been talking a lot about how these moon cycles at the end of 2020 are extremely important, not only in clearing out the energy of 2020, because I mean, we all know 2020 has been insane on multiple levels, but it's also been a really powerful year of spiritual transformation on the planet. And that's one of the reasons why it's been so chaotic. And so these last moon cycles, these last astrological events of 2020 are coming in to really amplify the energy of change and help you make these shifts, clearing out the energy of 2020, but also before that. All right. So these two back-to-back -back events, uh, this, these are extremely powerful. We're adding moon cycles on top of eclipses two in a row. <laughs> okay. So these are the two events. Those are the dates. And now I'm going to go into specifics of each one. One of the interesting things about these two astrological events is that they are occurring in Gemini and Sagittarius, which are signs that are in polarity to each other. All right. So a sign is in polarity to another when it's, when it's, uh, located on the opposite end of the astrological chart. And so the last time that we had Sagittarius Gemini eclipses was in the years 2010 to 2012. Okay. This was the last time we've had a cycle of eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius. So start thinking about what was going on in your life like 10 years ago, <laughs> what was going on in your life a decade ago and start assessing what has happened in your life in this decade, moving up to this, to these eclipses now. All right. So that'll start to give you an idea of just the transformation that's occurred in your life and how that transformation that started in 2010 to 2012, how that's coming to a culmination point right now. 
Now to the first of these two events, and that's the full moon lunar eclipse happening in Gemini on November 30th. I have to say this really slowly because otherwise I screw up, <laughs> I screw up the, the full moon, new moon eclipses, lunar eclipse, solar eclipse. I screw them up a lot. So this first one is a full moon lunar eclipse happening in Gemini on November 30th. And basically what happens when we have these two combinations of a full moon plus a lunar eclipse, we've got extremely amplified energy, all right? Full moons are all about completions. They're about endings. They're about harvesting things that I've planted a while back, okay? So there's a lot of completion ending energy in a full moon. I'm not gonna go too deep into the characteristics of a full moon because I shot a video on that, on the overall characteristics of full moon energy and how to work with it. I'll leave links in the description box about, to that full moon video so you can go deeper if you want, if you need to understand more about how full moons work. So aside from the full moon here in Gemini, it's paired with an eclipse, a lunar eclipse, all right? And eclipses are really interesting because what eclipses do is they basically activate what's known as your lunar nodes, okay? So um, th these are this is the north node and south node, okay? So if you don't know much about north node and south node, I shot a whole video on it. I went really deep into what the nodes are. I'll leave links in the description box below to that video if you wanna watch after this one. But basically what an eclipse does is it activates your lunar nodes, it activates your north node, south node. And so what happens when it activates this is that it accelerates you towards your destiny and towards your life purpose, okay? Because that's what the north node is. The north node is all about your destiny, your purpose, the lessons that you're here to learn, all right? And so when an eclipse occurs, it activates this part of your astrology chart, it activates this part of your birth chart, and so there's amplified energy pushing you into your nodes, pushing you into your north nodes, pushing you in to your life purpose, the lessons that you're here to learn, new and uncharted territory, um, and, and your, your divine mission, really. One of the great ways that I like looking at eclipses is that eclipses illuminate your destiny. I like to see it this way, okay? So e eclipses illuminate your destiny, it's and it's precisely because they illuminate, they activate those nodes, especially that north node, and that north node is directly related to your destiny and, and to your life purpose. So that's one way I like to look at eclipses. But eclipses also activate, specifically activate and work most powerfully with the signs in which the eclipse is occurring, all right? So if you have your north node, north and south node in Gemini and Sagittarius, if you have this combination, if you know your north node and south nodes, if you've looked them up, if you haven't, again, watch that north node video that I have in the description box below after you watch this one, so that you can find out where your north and south node are located, this specific eclipse is gonna be really powerful for those of you that have north and south nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius, okay? So it's gonna be particularly powerful for you if you have that, but it's gonna be powerful for all of us even when we don't have our north nodes in Sagittarius or Gemini because eclipses by nature, they amplify and they speed up energy towards those nodes, okay? So so that's, that's uh, you know, another great way of looking at an eclipse is that it amplifies and it speeds up energy. 
So the way that I like to look at an eclipse in this, in this kind of, uh, of way is if it amplifies and speeds up energy, basically what happens during an eclipse is if you've been delaying or if you've been, you know, shuffling your feet really slowly and just kind of going along real slow, <laughs> if there's change that needs to be made in your life, what happens during an eclipse is you can think of an eclipse as someone pushing you off of a cliff. <laughs> so basically the universe goes, Hey, you know, enough, enough shuffling your feet there, enough going slow enough. Just, just, I'm just going to push you off a cliff. There you go. <laughs> okay. And so this is, this is what an eclipse does. It amplifies, it speeds up energy and it creates significant change very quickly. Sometimes as we're kicking and screaming, uh, going along with this eclipse. Lunar eclipses basically happen during full moon cycles of the moon. That's why this is called a full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini. Okay. So, so these lunar eclipses occur during full moon cycles, and that's when the earth is sandwiched between the sun and the moon. <laughs> okay. So when the earth is in the middle of the sun and the moon, that's when you get full moon cycles, but the eclipses are interesting because what happens during a lunar eclipse is that instead of the moon being that bright white light, that's reflecting the sun's light and you can see it clearly in the sky, what happens during a lunar eclipse is that that moon is temporarily shadowed over by the shadow of the earth. <laughs> okay. And this creates a characteristic reddish hue to the, to the moon. So the moon looks red. And, and that's why traditionally these moons are called blood moons. So a full moon plus a lunar eclipse, what happens here is that we've got a supercharged energy that really can lead to dramatic shifts very quickly. Okay. And that's because we're grabbing the energy of a full moon, which is already powerful. And we're adding on top of it an eclipse. <laughs> so that eclipse basically, it basically powers the full moon like tenfold more powerful than it usually is. Okay. So that's the general gist of what's going on when there's a full moon and a lunar eclipse together. But now let's go into some characteristics of this specific full moon lunar eclipse, which is happening in the sign of Gemini on November 30th. Okay. So the first thing going on with this is that this is a mutable sign. Okay. So Gemini is what's known as a mutable sign. Mutable signs are signs that, that lie in between seasons. Okay. So a mutable sign is located at the end of one season and the beginning of another. That's what's considered a mutable sign. A mutable sign is a, it's a Zodiac sign that is very adaptable that these are the key characteristics of mutable signs. They're very adaptable to change. They have no problem with change. They adapt really well. And the reason is because they already have this energy of change within them because they're located in between seasons for Gemini being a mutable sign. Gemini is located in between the season of spring and summer. Okay. So it bridges these two seasons. And so that's why it's considered a mutable sign. Gemini is by nature, very adaptable, easy to change. So, so the, the adaptability of this mutable sign is also one of the themes of this, uh, of this lunar full moon, uh, lunar eclipse in Gemini. Another theme of this moon is that it is, it has an air element to it. Okay. So Gemini is an air sign, very highly intelligent, um, prizes intelligence a lot, 
conversation. Geminis can speak until, <laughs> until, until the world ends. They're big talkers. Okay. So, so Gemini has this air element to it. Um, very flowy energy, formless energy. That's what air brings. Okay. So, so this, this characteristic of being airy, this moon being airy has a lot to do with air being uh, the, the predominant element of Gemini. Another theme for this moon is imagination. Okay. So, and this is also bringing in uh, energy from Gemini. Geminis are by nature, very rational thinkers. So they really do prize the mind. They use their mind a lot. Um, but they also, they're not just rational thinkers. They also have extraordinary imaginations. Okay. So a Gemini is a big, big, big into imagination. Okay. And they know how to translate those imaginations into the real world. And so this theme, this imagining, dreaming a new world into place, this is a key characteristic of Gemini. And this characteristic is coming into this new moon. Another theme is Yang or masculine dominance. Okay. So, uh, Gemini, the air element, um, is considered a bit more Yang in nature or uh, masculine in nature. So this is a, this is an element that this is a, a Zodiac sign that loves to be out in the world that projects outward a lot that loves to connect with people, loves to talk to people very outwardly projected. So, so there's a young dominance to this, uh, to this sign. And that, that comes in as one of the themes for this moon. Also, the last theme for this full moon is Mercury. Okay. So the planet Mercury is the, this is the planet that rules Gemini's and Mercury isn't only the planet of communication. So we know a lot about Mercury because Mercury goes into retrograde a lot. And so that's usually when we start talking about problems with communication. So Mercury is the planet of communication. So, but it's not only the planet of communication. This is also the fastest moving planet in the solar system. Okay. And so Mercury gives its archetypal energy to this Gemini and gives that, that fast movement adaptability to change. Geminis are really quick to adapt to, to change. They have no problem. They're very quick witted also highly intelligent, but they have no problem with this, uh, with this fast movement that Mercury brings into their Zodiac sign. Now to the second astrological event, uh, and that is the new moon solar eclipse happening in Sagittarius on December 14th. <laughs> okay. So this one is totally different from the one we just talked about. And so basically a new moon is all about new beginnings planting seeds. Okay. So traditionally, um, traditional old fashioned farmers, they generally plant during new moon cycles and then they harvest during full moon cycles. Okay. So new moons, it's all about planting seeds, beginning new projects, starting things. All right. I'm not going to get too deep into new moon uh, and what, what it means because I shot a video on the new moon. I'll leave link a link to that video in the description box below. If you want to go deeper into what the new moon is and how to work with it. Um, you can watch that video after this one. A solar eclipse occurs during new moon cycles. And that's why this is called a new moon and solar eclipse uh, in Sagittarius. 
And so basically it, it, this solar eclipse is occurring during new moon cycles. And, and this is when the moon is wedged in between the sun and the earth. <laughs> okay. So this is different from a full moon. So when the moon is wedged in between the sun and the earth, this is what's called new moon cycle. And then a solar eclipse is when the moon and the sun are positioned at the exact same degree in a zodiac sign. Okay. In this case, Sagittarius for, for this, uh, for this particular astrological event. All right. In this particular new moon solar eclipse, we are going to have a total solar eclipse. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's partial. All right. So for this new moon solar solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th, this is going to be a total solar eclipse. So what solar eclipses are doing then the solar eclipse is basically amplifying the energy of the new moon. So the new moon, all about new beginnings, all about going into uncharted territory, starting new things. And then you have that solar eclipse on top of it, amplifying that energy. So a lot of times during new moon, solar eclipses, you get dramatic, dramatic shifts a lot of unexpected beginnings. So I wanted to leave that one here because this is very common during solar eclipses, new moon, solar eclipses is we get dramatic and unexpected starts. <laughs> so things we weren't expecting to begin, or we weren't expecting to even show up in our lives, sometimes show up in a dramatic way very quickly, because again, eclipses amplify and speed up energy. All right. So that's a, that's one of the great characteristics of, of a solar eclipse is that you can have dramatic quick beginnings in your life that are coming out. Literally they're materializing. It feels like they're materializing out of thin air. Now to some particular themes having to do with this astrological event, this new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. All right. So let's get into some themes here. The first theme is a mutable sign. Again, Sagittarius is also a mutable sign, just like Gemini and, but Sagittarius bridges fall and winter. Okay. So it's the sign that bridges the two, the season of fall and winter. So the same characteristics, it has a lot of the same characteristics of Gemini, Sagittarius and Gemini, although they're considered signs in polarity, they actually get along quite well. Uh, they're very complementary, And so the, the mutability of this sign also means that Sagittarius is wonderful, wonderful at being adaptable to change, uh, not having any problem with change, being very quick to change. That's also a characteristic of Sagittarius, which is also a mutable sign like, like Gemini. The second theme is a fire element to this. All right. So Sagittarius different from Gemini, Sagittarius is ruled by fire. All right. And I know this really well, I'm a Sagittarius. So this, that's one of the key things that I've had to work on in my life was this fire that I have in me that sometimes is so strong that it can burn the whole forest down. <laughs> So I had to learn how to work with that. So Sagittarius is the sign that's ruled by fire. Sagittarius has a lot of passion, a lot of drive for life. They're adventurers. They love to know the world. They love to travel. They love to get out there. Okay. So, so fire element, a lot of passion, a lot of intensity. Sometimes Sagittarius can be an impulsive sign. Okay. So, and it's because the, the Zodiac sign of Sagittarius is driven by this fire element. So they're very passionate. They're truth seekers. They want to be out there. Um, so this fire element is 
always is also coming into this uh, to this new moon. Another theme that goes well with the fire element is the yang and masculine dominance also. So Sagittarius, because it's ruled by this fire element, it has a little bit of a masculine uh, energy to it. So Sagittarius loves to be out there. They love to explore. They project outward a lot. That's what masculine energy does. They love to explore their truth seekers, their knowledge seekers. They have a very, very strong sense of integrity. Um, so, so this, this, um, masculine energy of going out in the world is also a really big theme with Sagittarius and therefore it's a big theme with this new moon in particular. Another theme with this new moon is that uh, it has Jupiter influence, okay? So Jupiter is the ruling planet of the sign of Sagittarius, and Jupiter is the biggest planet in the solar system, all right? So it's the biggest planet in the solar system, meaning that it's the one that reflects the most light from the sun, okay? It's an enormous planet. It's the biggest planet in the solar system. It reflects the most light from the sun. And this is why it's attributed to the archetypal energy of good fortune, good luck, <laughs> abundance, things happening. That's Jupiter has that energy of being lucky, of being a, you know, good fortune. So when Jupiter is influencing you a lot, there's going to be a lot of abundance coming in, a lot of wonderful things happening. All right. So Jupiter has a significant influence here in this new moon because it's in Sagittarius. Now onto part two of the video, tips to work with these astrological events. <laughs> okay, so I want to leave a side note here before I get in. There are five tips I want to share with you, but I want to leave a side note. Ding, ding. <laughs> I'm leaving a side note here before I get into the tips. And that is that if you're watching this video right as I release it, I'm going to be doing a YouTube live activation. Ding, ding. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a YouTube live activation, a group meditation coming up here on Saturday. Saturday, November 28th. Okay. So this is going to be right before that first astrological event. It's going to be right before the full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini. And basically I'm doing this activation to help you all work with the energy of these extremely important moons that are coming up. So if you're watching this video, right when it's released, uh, put this reminder on you. If you follow me on social media, you'll also catch me there talk launching this, but, but keep it, you know, write a note for yourself that on on Saturday, November 28th, I'm going to be doing a YouTube live activation at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is usually when it happens, 7 p.m. Lisbon time, okay? So leave a note for yourself. Come join us in this YouTube live activation where we're going to be working with this full moon in Gemini and preparing you also for the new moon in Sagittarius. On to tip number one, and that is ceremony. <laughs> I talk a lot about ceremony, especially related to working with the moon. Okay. The moon cycles, whether it's a full moon or a, a new moon, moon cycles, ceremony works really well with moon cycles. And the reason is that what ceremony does is it concentrates energy and it helps purify and move energy of whatever intention you set in a ceremony. Okay. And a ceremony could be something as simple as you drumming a little bit. That's what I do in my ceremonies. I light a candle. I'm in the dark. I turn off all the lights in my house. I light some candles. I start to drum. I have shamanic drumming music also on a speaker going. I drum on my own drum. I dance, I meditate. So I do simple ceremonies, but the point is it could be simple or really complex. I burn some Palo Santo or some incense. So I, I do use smoke, sacred smoke also during my ceremony. 
And it could be a ceremony that's very simple like mine, or it could be something that, that's as complex as you, you know, having a, a, a full moon bonfire in your backyard and you, you know, invite some friends and you all sit around the fire and you do a ceremony that way. Okay. So more traditional shamanic type of ceremony. So it could be simple or it could be complex. It doesn't matter. The point is what the ceremony is doing is it's concentrating energy and it's helping you be more clear in your intentions. And it's also honoring the feminine energy, which is the energy of the moon. Okay. Ceremony works really well with feminine energy. All right. So whatever ceremony you want to have, get good at using ceremonies on the nights of these full moon or new moon, um, events. Tip number two is work with the feminine. I just talked about it a little bit. The moon symbolizes the feminine. The moon is very, very, as an archetypal energy, it represents the feminine, your emotional side, your feeler, your intuitive side, the inner knower. This is your feminine yin polarity. And it's very much represented in the archetypal energy of the moon. Okay. So when you're working with new moon or full moon cycles, get very good at connecting to your feminine energy, connecting to that yin energy. The more that you connect to that yin energy, the more that you embody that yin energy, the easier it's going to be for you to work with moon cycles. Okay. And not just easier, but you're going to take advantage of the moon cycles by tapping into this beautiful, beautiful feminine energy. Okay. I'm not going to get too deep on feminine energy, uh, because I shot a whole video about feminine energy and how to work with it. So if you feel like you have difficulties, even knowing what the heck feminine energy is or how to work with it, what's a healthy feminine energy. If you have doubts about that, if you want to go deeper into that in preparation for these moon cycles, I'm going to leave a link to a video I shot on feminine energy. I'll leave a link in the description box below so you can watch after this video. But now let me leave you a few extra tips on how to connect with feminine energy, specifically pertaining to these two astrological events that we're talking about today in this video. The first way is through the body. Okay. So the body, this is where feminine energy is located. The masculine energy projects outward a lot. Feminine projects inward. So anything related to your beautiful body is feminine energy. All right. The feminine energy, uh, masculine energy goes out to connect to the universe. Feminine energy goes in to connect to the universe. All right. And it's a really interesting inwardly projected energy. So the more you are in your body out of your mind and in your body, the more you're in feminine energy. Okay. So get good at connecting, viscerally connecting to your body. The second one is movement. Okay. So movement is another great way to connect to feminine specifically. I love to use dance. Okay. So I dance a lot when I'm trying to connect to feminine energy, da free form dancing. There's no choreography to it. Nothing like that. Just free form dancing. I let my body move the way that it wants. And that movement, body movement connects you to your body and your body connects you to your feminine energy. Okay. So, so add movement like dancing. That's another great way of connecting to feminine. Another way is through drumming. <laughs> so drumming is the oldest feminine tradition on the planet. And I use drumming a lot to connect with feminine energy. Sometimes all I need to do is just grab my big drum and I'll start drumming just literally no music and just the drum. I'll start drumming for, you know, a few seconds, maybe just 20, 30 seconds. And as I'm drumming, I'm already connecting to my body. I'm already connecting to my feminine drumming connects you to your heartbeat. 
okay? And your heartbeat connects you to your body. And so then when you're connected to your body, you're already in feminine energy, okay? So drumming is another great trick that I love to use for connecting with feminine energy. Another tip is to focus on the lower chakras, okay? The feminine energy loves to sit low in the system, okay? So specifically in this first and second chakra, that's where feminine loves to be, and she'll pull you down into those lower chakras as you're working with her, okay? So a lot of times I do this by just putting my hand on what Taoists call the lower dantian or your womb area. And this is womb area for men or for women. The hara area um, is, is another word for it. And what this is, is this is a couple of inches below your belly button. That's the hara area or the lower dantian in Taoist tradition. And you can put your hand on, on your hands on the lower belly and work, invoke feminine energy as you're doing that. I usually do this as I'm dancing. So as I'm dancing, I'll start focusing my awareness on my lower chakras, especially this womb area, this Hara area. The more that I focus my attention, I invoke feminine as I'm doing this. And what happens is for me and for a lot of people, when you start to invoke the feminine down low in these, in this, in this Hara area, this lower Dantian, what ends up happening is you will actually have physical manifestations of the energy. Okay. So here's a pro tip, <laughs> ding, ding. Here's a pro tip. When you're invoking feminine energy down into these lower centers, you may have physical symptoms, especially if your body is very sensitive to energy shifts like mine is. Okay. So a lot of times what happens when I'm invoking feminine and working with the feminine is my stomach will expand. All right. It looks like I'm pregnant when I'm doing a feminine ceremony. Okay. Okay, it looks like I'm pregnant. My, my physic, my stomach will literally expand like I'm pregnant. So if you have this physical symptom, when you're working with feminine energy, don't freak out. This is wonderful. It's a sign that it's working, that your invocation is working and you're really connecting to feminine energy and your, your lower dantian or your hara, your womb area has been activated and it's filling up with energy. That's why it's ballooning out. Okay. So no need to worry. This is perfectly normal. Another great way to connect with feminine is through the use of mantras. And I love, I repeat mantras out loud, sometimes in my mind, but usually out loud when I'm dancing and connecting. So I kind of do all these things at the same time to invoke feminine energy. So I'm drumming, I'm dancing, I'm connecting to my lower, to my lower chakras. As soon as my stomach starts to expand, I know that feminine energy is rising within me. And when that happens, I start to invoke mantras. There's one in specific that I absolutely love when related to the feminine. So I'm going to leave it here for you. And that mantra is I honor you. I surrender to you. I honor you. I surrender to you. And the reason this is such a powerful mantra is because the feminine energy we're now, we're just now starting to purify this severe wounding that feminine energy has around the, the idea of being dishonored. The feminine energy has been dishonored for thousands of years on this planet. And it's just now starting to cycle out, to be healed and to rise in its full power within us. Okay. And so this mantra is really important to me because what it's saying is it's me recognizing that my feminine and the feminine all over the, the feminine, uh, polarity on the planet has been dishonored for a really long time. It's been repressed. It's been suppressed and it's been oppressed. 
And so when I, what I do with that mantra is I'm acknowledging that and I'm saying, I now, I honor you. I honor you. I honor you. I surrender to you. Meaning that I recognize that the feminine uh, polarity is just as powerful as the masculine. And I surrender to her power and to her capacity to heal, um, and to make shifts happen in my life also. Okay. So this mantra is so beautiful. So, so beautiful. I honor you. I surrender to you. So work with this mantra, say it out loud as you're invoking this feminine energy. Tip number three is to invoke the elements. Okay. So we went through the two elements that, that are guiding the, these, this full moon and new moon, um, in Gemini and in Sagittarius, Gemini air element, Sagittarius fire element. And I love to invoke the elements of the Zodiac signs when I'm working with a specific new moon or full moon. Okay. So in this case, what you could do, here's a great way to invoke elements. I love using this exercise. All right. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to, um, you can start dancing. You can just put some music on, start dancing, close your eyes. So, so, you know, be careful that you have enough space to dance with your eyes closed. Okay. Don't bang yourself against some furniture or anything like that. So start to dance with your eyes closed and start working with the elements. So the first one on November 30th is the Gemini one. So we're going to invoke air. Okay. So for the air, uh, for the, for the full moon in Gemini, you're going to invoke air on that particular ceremony. And so what you do is to invoke air. Um, here's a great way of doing it as you're, as you're dancing with your eyes closed, you're going to say to yourself, if my body were air, how would it move? <laughs> I love this. This is, this is, this is an exercise of relying on the in instincts of the body and on the body's natural connection to the ecosystem around it and to nature around it. All right. So this is such a great invocation. If my body were air, how would it move? And then you just let the body take over. How does it want to move? Maybe it wants to move like this. Maybe it wants to move like that. And you just let your body move in that very raw, primal, intelligent way that the body has. Okay. So, so that's for the air one. Then when the new moon in Sagittarius comes along, now we're talking about fire element, but it's the same thing. I put some music on, I close my eyes, I'm in the dark, I'm dancing. And now I'm going to ask, if my body were fire, how would it move? <laughs> if my body would fire, were fire, how would it move? And I just keep invoking this and I let the body intelligence take over and, and do whatever it wants to, uh, pertaining to fire. Okay. So this is a great way to work with the elements of these two moons. Tip number four is to invoke the planets. Okay. So working with the archetypal energy of the planets is also really important. And I love to, to, to bring this into my practice. All right. So when you're invoking for the full moon in Gemini, the full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini, you're going to invoke Mercury. Cause that's the planet that, um, that's the planet, uh, that rules Gemini. All right. So you're going to invoke Mercury and you could do this in an archetypal way. You can just, you could be dancing and you can just think or out loud, just invoke the archetypal energy of Mercury, Mercury, Mercury. You can even repeat, uh, the name of the planet out loud. Okay. And you're just invoking the energy of this planet and the archetypal energy that this planet represents into your body. All right. You're welcoming it. Okay. So that's, that's one. 
Then when you get to the new moon in Sagittarius, now you're invoking Jupiter, okay? So you're invoking the archetypal energy of Jupiter and you're repeating that invocation and you're working with that energy very intuitively. This isn't a rational thing. You invoke the energy of the planets and then you just let your body move according to that energy. Let your body receive that archetypal energy, all right? So, so there's another tip, invoke the planets. Tip number five is extra self-care. Oh, this one's big, okay? We've been talking about this whole video about how these two astrological events are like, they're like on steroids basically, because you know now we're taking moon cycles and we're adding eclipses to it, and that's just amplifying and speeding up the energy tenfold. So that means that you need to take extra care with, of this beautiful physical body, but not just the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body. All of your bodies are being taxed by this extra amplified energy. So think about it this way. If, you, if your body already has signs when you're going through full moons or new moons just by themselves, which happens to me, like a lot of us retain water, especially women, a lot of us retain water during full moon periods. So a, a lot of times the water, the, the water that's inside of our bodies is affected by the moon cycles because the moon is what is what governs uh, tides and it governs water on the planet, okay? And so imagine that. I, if you already have symptoms with moon cycles, then add an eclipse on top of it and you can only imagine what your mind, body, and, and, and your emotional body is going through during these moon cycles. So take extra, extra care of yourself, eat really well, hydrate yourself, move slowly, go with the flow, move slowly. And, and essentially the main thing here is be gentle with yourself, be kind, be loving, be gentle. You're doing the best that you can. Your body is doing the best that it can during these intense, intense energy phases. So be very gentle, 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 gentle. All right, that's my last tip. All right, beautiful soul, now over to you. Let me know in the comments below, what are you gonna be working on in these two uh, astrological events in this full moon and then this new moon? What are you gonna be working on specifically with these two moons at the end of 2020? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I mentioned in this one. This is a great continuation to the video you just finished watching. All right, beautiful soul, I love you. I'm out.